This episode of Cognitive Dissonance is brought to you by our patrons. You fucking rock. Happy 200s, guys. Just listening to your part B of 200 and enjoying it immensely. Uh, glory fucking hole. Thanks. Bye. Hey, guys. This is uh, David in Kentucky. I was just calling real quick to say in response to the Charlie Hebdo uh, situation, uh, fuck the Prophet Muhammad. Uh, fuck the Prophet Muhammad in a special hole drilled in his head seven times a week and twice on Sunday. And I'm happy to let anyone know that. Uh, Glory, I'll keep up the good work. Later. Be advised that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. Recording from Glory Hole Studios in Chicago, this is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode, we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical. It's political. And there is no welcome mat. This is episode 202 of Cognitive Dissonance. It's all downhill, Cecil. After the after the glorious high from our 200 A and B episode... And then kind right. of the denouement that was 201. At mm-hmm. this point, we're just, I mean, we're just riding it. We're just fucking riding it. I'm not even going to pay attention until like 296. <laughs> until we start creeping back up. Right. I just we, don't yeah, know right. what to look forward to anymore. Well, maybe, maybe what we could do is like do something special every 25 just so you could keep, you know, keep a little spice in it. It's like, it's like dressing up. You know, in like that nurse outfit or something. Right. You know, we'll yeah. keep a little spice in the relationship. Put a little something you know? in there. So next yeah. time you come to Glory Hole Studios. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wearing a suit of armor. We'll have, to, <laughs> we'll have to think of something real special for you, Cecil. Uh, yeah. Oh, God. It would have to be very fucking special. <laughs> <laughs> like if you could wear like three women. That's the only thing I can think really? of. Really? It would. Yeah. We need to have a spare yeah. too. Like not only like we didn't need like just two. You'd need a spare. Well, I'm just thinking to break one. You. Like it would yeah. take a lot of people to cover you. Yeah. Is all. Admittedly, admittedly. You're all sick. Oh, be nice. Oh, my son doesn't stand a chance. The whole world's gone gay. Oh my God, what's happening now? We work hard. We play hard. So this uh, this episode uh, is full of some crazy shit. The first one comes from alternate.org. Uh, what happened when I went undercover at a Christian gay-to-straight conversion camp? This sounds like the weirdest weekend ever. <laughs> it sounds so not, weird. Like this is yeah. one of those forgive my voice, it's going out a little bit. I've been I've been a little under the weather. This is one of those uh, scenarios where you engage in a touch of like gonzo journalism, like you like immerse yourself in the subject. And I think when you get home on Sunday night, you just shudder and shake in the shower and rock yourself back and forth. <laughs> right. Yeah. 
It's it's a really weird weekend. It's not like weekend at Bernie's. It's like weekend at Handy's. <laughs> you know, I'll tell you the uh, the the stuff that they do in this. Uh, they basically this guy goes undercover, uh, goes to this gay conversion camp. Now he's playing uh, the part of a gay man, and he's actually a straight guy, uh, and he goes to this thing. And I'll tell you, I have never read a story like this where people are trying to not be gay so and gay. act and act really gay. Like I mean just like like I like all the hugging is really weird and just really uncomfortable. It's just that they just have all this male on male contact. It feels like it's almost like it's almost like they're just trying to reinforce you so you come back for the second session. Yeah, I you know, you know you're in for an article when the first line is I don't remember exactly when I felt his erection pressing into my back. <laughs> oh, good you, lord! <laughs> you know that you're in for a, a solid read, like a read that you yeah. simply cannot read, like yeah. on your phone at work if it's a corporate phone. That's why I was trying to. I was like, yeah. "Oh no, uh-uh. yeah. <laughs> no! I do not need IT looking at this." This is uh, I, I was, and as I was reading this, I kept thinking, like, can you imagine if there was like a a straight to gay camp, like all the fucking fucking nutter tards on the right are always screaming about right like the fucking they'll turn you gay camps and like you went to like a camp full of like women and you had to like hug them and and you were like super sexually repressed the whole time and you could never even think about your sexuality and you were constantly like bumping up and rubbing up against a sex that you were attracted to and then the whole time trying not to be attracted to them Right, or having someone, yeah, who's a who's, uh, you're clearly uh, is in that age group, is in that sort of like, you know, is another person who you would be attracted to, right? A woman who you would see and be like, wow, I'm attracted to her, and you've got to hug her and cry on her shoulder, and like hold her while you cry and try to make it seem like you know you don't have mommy issues right. or something, right? Right, some weird thing like that. That would be, and and then. She would have to say, sit in between your legs and lean back into you. And then, like, you know, like all the different things that they made these guys do. And I just, I can't help but think this is the, this is exactly what you don't want to do. I mean, if you think that staying away from, from sexual activity with a man is, uh, is abhorrent, or if if you think that sexual activity with a man is abhorrent, then why are you, like, really just sort of getting to the very edge of it? And then pushing yourself back, it just feels like it's like everything is this painful. Like this whole weekend that this guy describes seems like it would be the most painful thing for a gay person to go through. Dude, and and also I will say, regardless of the circumstances, the idea of spending a weekend with a bunch of fucking sobbing feeling strangers. Yeah. I would I would rather cut off my fucking eyelids. That sounds <laughs> so horrible. Uh, I I don't want to spend I don't want to spend a mean. weekend like that with my wife. Yeah. You know, like I, I don't want I, I don't want to know about her feelings. I don't want to fucking first of all, I don't need somebody else with their fucking head in my lap crying their fucking sad song. Oh, gosh, yeah. And I'm never putting my head in your fucking lap and crying yeah. my sad song. Like yeah. it's not and to get together with a group of fucking strangers and being <laughs> hugging each other and telling everybody that's going to be all right. Oh my yeah. god. That that's sounds a different, horrible. 
that's a different lifestyle than mine. I, I'm God. totally with you. I just think, you know, the idea that I'm going to stand in a room and uh, and you have my affirmations with these people and then weep and then sob and then beat up, uh, beat my dad to death with an effigy at one right. point. They do that. He takes a baseball bat and beats a, a punching bag to di- like uh, it's his father in effigy and he beats it to death and you just you can't. That doesn't seem. First off, that doesn't seem healthy from a psychiatric standpoint. (laughs) I mean, you know, I'm no, I'm no doctor and/or psychiatrist, but that doesn't seem very healthy. Uh, The the article itself is written very well. It's it's there's some funny parts that I I just want to read them. I'm not even going to make a joke about it. I just think it's funny. At one point, um, he he talks about uh, how he uh, was bullied as a young man. So like he said, he has to give some sort of example. Right. He has to give some example of uh, what he uh, some sort of bad thing that went through in his childhood, because they're immediately trying to say, one, that you have daddy issues. These people that are trying to cure you are trying to say that you have daddy issues or that you had some sort of problem in your childhood. And that's what made you gay. That's the thing that turns you gay. There's nothing inside of you that is gay. It's these experiences. And I guess if they can hug it out enough, then it fucking it goes away. But at one point, he's talking about how they have to recreate some of these things in his childhood. And, he, and so he was being held on the ground. So one of the things they did was he said, he and the other men in the room kneel around me, their legs pinning me, me in the blanket so that I have wrapped so tight like a taquito <laughs> and only my head popped out the opening. So basically he had to wriggle his way out of that like a fucking caterpillar getting ready to turn into a <laughs> butterfly. I guess it's like a caterpillar turning into a less gay butterfly, but I don't, I don't really know. And then there's like a part where they're screaming, finish him. Like, what is this mortal combat? Know, right? What is happening? And finish him, finish him in, in a gay sense has a totally different ring than a sort of a mortal combat <laughs> sense. Yeah, but it's polite. You know, <laughs> at least I mean, at least they just at least they take totally the edge true. off. Yeah, right. I mean, uh, it, it, maybe you could rephrase it to like reach around yeah. him, I guess. You know, but- this reminds me, Cecil, of uh, when. When my wife was pregnant with our first child, we went to a couple of different birthing classes. The second one that we went to, we went to one that was that was very uh, educational, informative. Here's what's going to happen. You know, here's what it's going to look like. Blah blah blah. Here's what you do. Um, very educational, very informative, very useful. The second one was based on this book uh, that that I had read. My wife had read. She suggested I read it. I did it. And we went to this class, and it was one of those fucking experiences where. Um, you leave halfway through because it sucks so bad and you don't even care oh. that you're being impolite when you're doing it. <laughs> Which is exactly what we did. I, did I just, you really? I just told Colleen, I'm like, I, I simply can't do this. Like, we have to go. I can't, I can't play along. It, it was one of those things where everybody's breathless the whole time. Yeah, yeah. Super breathless. Because I'm, like, <laughs> I'm looking at this thing and it's like, you know, finally he takes in a deep breath and asks, what is a man? And I'm just oh. thinking like, I would just fucking leave. Yeah. I would just fucking, I would just be like, nope, peace. I'm out. I'm not doing this. We're not, ha- I'm not having, like, I'll be honest. Like, I would have that conversation in a meaningful way, but I will not have that conversation in a fucking hokey bullshit, emotionally fraught, nonsense way around a group of fucking strangers playing out their fucking made up psychodramas. That is such a fucking horseshit, <laughs> lame ass, like, like it's just emotional yeah. overload for nothing. Like you get nothing and, out of it at all. And 
And I mean, let's let's you know before uh, before people you know get mad at us because we're just making fun of this thing. This is a harmful thing. This isn't a useful thing. This has been proven to be sh- and shown many many times over and over again that anti-gay therapy is not useful. There's no use in what they're doing, and they're being violent and they're they're pointing at things that aren't the actual cause and they're making shit up as they go along there's a lot of harm that's done here this isn't just a harmless little sure. you know you waste your money and you paid some jerk this is possible like you say trauma to the psyche but and like these guys are just i mean because there's no evidence that it works right it means that they're just making it up they're not using an evidence-based approach because they don't have evidence to get you from point A to point B. So without evidence, they're just making all this up. So you show up at this fucking retreat or conference center or whatever it is, and you fucking get some dude's erection pressed into your back while you answer nonsense questions about what is a man while some right. other dude is beating his dad in effigy. <laughs> and all you get out of it is a really weird weekend. Like, that's the <laughs> best case scenario. That guy on the other side of the glory hole, it's Jesus. So this story comes from the Religion News Service. Does Catholicism have a man crisis? Or is Cardinal Burke paranoid? Um, Cardinal Raymond Burke said that the radical feminism which has assaulted the church and society since the 1960s has left men very marginalized. Well, that's very confusing. Because the church is run exclusively by men. (laughs) How are you marginalized? Like, the Catholic Church, the men in the Catholic Church are marginalized. You hold literally every position of power and authority. Yeah. There are no positions of power and authority that you have 100% of them. This is crazy. It's just one of those, we want to make sure we take away... uh, the underdog status from the underdog, so we're going to be the underdog now, and we're so powerful we can decide that we're the underdog. Right. I guess I don't even know. Yeah, it, it's crazy. Like as a as a and then coming back to that last story, like what is a man? You know, like yeah, I don't feel fucking marginalized at all. Like there's never a point in my life where I'm like, ah, today would totally have been better if I were a woman. Yeah. <laughs> never happened in all the history of ever yeah there's a great part of this because he's talking about um this this person it's an editorial so it's written in a sort of scathing way so i'm going to read a little piece of it it says in spite of burke's paranoid opinion that uh rampant liturgical experimentation resulted in men who were really turned off by the mass women will stand and recite re- uh, a recently uh revised nicene creed that states that christ died for us men uh, then we'll pray to a God referred to only by male pronouns, even as God gender remains stubbornly mysterious. Even the language of the liturgy negates the presence of women. And I, you know, the thing is, is I understand where she's coming from, but at the same time, she's just got to turn to her Bible. I think it's Mark chapter 17, verse three, where Jesus, uh, it's, it's right here. It says, and Jesus saith bros before hoes <laughs> that's right it's, it's verse three so all you got to do is look it up yeah it's, it's good to have that uh that background that you've got in the, yeah. in the biblical <laughs> scholarship i really appreciate you bringing that to the table you know i i was surprised that burke was uh bewildered by quote women's constant and insistent demanding of rights yeah <laughs> 
constant. Man, just, these women gosh, with their just, needing rights. Oh, she's just nagging me night and day for her rights. Good Lord. Yeah, people want rights. That's shocking. Um, and then he talks, then he goes on <clears throat> arguing, talking about feminized priests. So now he's basically saying that's not enough. It's not enough to say that like women want rights and that's bad. And then so, but even, but now if it's not women, now it's feminine dudes. Now it's right. guys who aren't like fucking masculine enough. Like, how masculine do you need to be to be a priest? Well, he says, he says they're uh, men, according to Burke, have particular gifts and make sacrifices and demand and defend their families with chivalry. They are heroic and should demonstrate a manly identity and manly virtues. And you look at this guy and he's like a hunched over 70 year old dude. And you're just like, dude, I can't learn how to be manly from you. There's nothing manly about you. You're like an old man. Yeah, well, the only thing is, like, old manly. I guess you could teach me how to be an old manly, but that's about it. Yeah, I do like the – there's a line in, in here that, that strikes home to what you were saying. It says, it is ironic that a man who wears silk and lace chooses to lecture men on what it means to be masculine. And I just yeah. find that very amusing. Not that not that wearing – like, there's nothing about, like, your fucking physical trappings that is what makes a man a man or, like, what makes somebody masculine or feminine. It's it's just a ridiculous idea. The idea, too, that, like, that the Catholic Church wants to be the, the, the underdog, right? Like we talked right. about before, like, if they can't have it legitimately, they'll just fucking make it up. Yeah, we're the yeah. underdog. Us men in the Catholic Church, totes underdogs. This article has a link – to uh, Cardinal Burke, and it's got pictures of him and Liberace right next to each other, and it's fucking outrageously <laughs> hilarious. Like, it's so funny. There's this huge... He's wearing this huge cape. He's got this lace gown on. What I mean, it's the only thing you call it is a gown. And it looks... I mean, it looks so ridiculous. He looks like a... He looks like when you... Uh, you're going to take your child to the first baptism. Like, he looks like a giant baby in this thing. <laughs> It is the most ridiculous looking thing. It's, and it looks like a lace little apron. It looks like something you would buy at Taboo Taboo. <laughs> Have you always wanted to win the lottery? Do you suffer from chronic poverty syndrome? Do you have real problems that are too much work to actually work on? Would you rather pretend to help than actually help? Prayer might be right for you. So this little spot of good news in the world comes from... Uh, <laughs> standardmedia.co.ke yeah. that's somewhere six die at prophet david awuru's nakuru <laughs> crusade man jeez well, there was there like was I'm, no way to like pronounce I'm, that properly i feel like i'm talking to a native speaker <laughs> right <laughs> so uh there's a prophet david awuru like <laughs> uh, how am i going to pronounce that awuru Oh, wow. You sound like someone <laughs> who has just learned use of their mouth. Or you're just like, Aroo-roo. <laughs> All right, let me try either it for that, real. It's either that. It's either that or you sound like Rocky after he's been punched in the head a bunch of times. He's like, Aroo. <laughs> All right, I'm going to give it a whirl here. Here we go. It's Prophet David Awar. Awar, <laughs> how would you pronounce that? You I give it a know. word. I don't know. It's awar <laughs> So, Prophet David, 
uh, had a crusade oh. uh, somewhere in a, in the world. Not a crusade? Kuru. Wait, a crusade? Yeah, a crusade. It's a grand crusade, though. <laughs> it's not <laughs> one of those pedal fuck crusades that fucking Wait, hold on. anybody can do. This was a grand crusade. What was grand about it? <laughs> well, here's what was grand about it. Six fucking people died. At the crusade. But, you know, oh. to be fair, they died of natural causes. Natural um, causes. They were brought to the crusade to receive healing miracles. Right. But instead they received nothing. Okay. And they fucking died. Well, at least it wasn't crusade-induced death. Right. That's, you know, okay, I get it. It All would right. have been much more useful if they had been brought to, like, the Mayo Clinic, for example. Yeah, right. You know, sure. where you can actually get treatment. Um, and the reason we want to talk about this is this... This fucking guy has these healing shenanigans, and people show up, and this is, these are the kinds of things where people show up, and then they postpone actual treatment. Yeah, so they, yeah. they funnel their time and their resources to getting to these crusades, you know, traveling to them, staying at them, spending money, spending time, spending energy that may be valuably uh, kept to fight whatever ailment they have that fucking... And then they fucking die anyway. Because it turns right. out a motherfucker can't cure you like this. Yeah. You just show up to a place like this. And like you say, you, you've wasted your time here. And uh, tell me he's going to get to you. You look at this picture. There is a field full of what, you know, what could be a quarter of a million people. I mean, so just many look people. at this. It's just, I mean, even if it's like 60,000, let's just say it's 10,000. Is he going to have enough time for individual care with everybody right. and, you know, lay hands on you? And what what do you get at the very end of it if you die? Do you get like a do you get like a t-shirt that says I went to this grand crusade and all I got was dead? dead? It's like your Sunday worst. That's what they're putting you Sunday in is your worst. Sunday worst. Like and like we want to be really clear, right? Because Cecil and I are not blaming the people who are desperately looking for anything to help treat them, right? Like if I were fucking sick and desperate, who knows? You know, I mean, and some dudes like I got a cure for that. Nobody else has a cure for that. Maybe I'd be interested in the cure for that. The problem isn't the people who show up and desperately want to be cured from being ill. That's fucking human and understandable. The problem is the motherfucking uh, vampires who sell these fucking bullshit cures that they know are bullshit. So, like, right. make no mistake. This guy knows it's bullshit. He's a money-hungry vampire. And uh, that's well, all it is. And it's and it's and uh, the thing is, is it's crazy. Um these guys don't work together. At the bottom of the article, they're talking about how he condemns other local preachers who spend their lifetime, and I'm quoting directly from the article here, pushing believers for miracles in the name of making money, saying such days are long gone and God will punish them for cheating and misleading his people. And you're like, wait a minute. You're, you're doing the same thing. You're just doing it in a different name. Right. That's all he's doing. He's just making it look like he's legitimate by chasing out people who are con men when he's doing the same con and isn't that like a great tool of the con man right like you point right. out i mean you could even do that to a shill in the audience you know you, you you have a shill you point out how they're not legit and all of a sudden you're the good guy right like i've saved look at what i did i'm not like that i'm i'm legitimate i found the pretenders you know i'm looking out for your best interest and all that does is it increases your brand right it increases the people's buy-in to your bullshit but at the end of the day, it's fucking bullshit. It's just right. nonsense. And it, like proof is in the fucking dead people. We, Lord, we just ask to, to be covered with the blood of Jesus. Open hearts, Lord. Open hearts. So this, this little uh, delightful turd comes from the raw story. Pastor, I punched a kid 
quote, as hard as I could. <laughs> That's the best part of the whole thing for not taking the yeah. Lord serious. Right. And Cecil, look at this guy miming in the first photo, punching oh, some yeah. kid as hard as he could. I like, I, I like that he punched him with a hundred percent of the possible force he could muster. Because <laughs> as hard as he could, right? when you are beating children, yeah, it is important to never pull your punches, right? So yeah. that's oh, that's yeah. how I discipline yeah. the baby that we have. Like we have sure. a baby, and it's important that you discipline infants. And so I just, I just, I just kick them just as hard as I can. Boom! We get right. some real yeah. air on them. Sure. Yeah. And it toughens the kid up. Right. I mean, come on. This is what you. This is how you toughen the kid up. Otherwise, they'll never gonna, learn. They'll fucking take advantage learn. of you. Never learn. And this guy, after he was done punching the kid, I think he said, "I'm strong to the finish because <laughs> I eats me spinach." <laughs> and then afterwards, he was like, "Ah, da, 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 da. all right." So we've got to play this. This is a clip from this guy. It's from his his church. So he's he's speaking at his church, uh, and his name is uh, Pastor. Damman, Damman, Dam, Damn the man. Whatever his name is. Pastor Damman. Damn the man. There was a young man in, in Calvary. Uh, his name was Ben. And I was running a youth group. I was there for a few years. And um, he was just, he was a nice kid, but he was one of those kids that was always just, he's a real smart aleck. He was, just, was, was a bright kid, which didn't help things, right? Made him more dangerous. Wait, why would bright make him more Because he can see through your bullshit, you dumb Because <laughs> he's not listening to your dumb shit, is that right? It? God, to say that out loud, to admit out loud. I know. That like I know. a kid being a bright kid is dangerous to your fucking message. Like, whoa, you know, if people start thinking about this, they're going to realize that it's all made up. And we were outside one day, youth group. And uh, he was just, just trying to push my buttons. And he was just, you know, kind of not taking the Lord serious. And I walked over to him, and I went, bam! I punched him in the chest as hard as I... I crumpled the kid. I just crumpled him. And I said... I leaned over, and I said, Ben, when are you going to stop playing games with God? I led that man to the Lord right there. There's times that that might be needed. You led him to what? the Lord when you punched him in the chest. <laughs> I, I love that he gloats. Like, yeah. I beat a kid so... I beat a kid... As a grown yeah. fucking man, yeah. I walked over to a kid who was a nice kid and a smart kid, and I yeah. crumpled him. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> when I beat kids, I'll tell you what. When I beat kids, they stay beat. That's yeah. how I beat my kids. You should see how I treat my wife. I love Jesus. <laughs> I love that he crumpled him. The kid's not a Toyota. You know what right. I mean? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> I hit that kid so hard his fucking airbags went off. Yeah. Fucking <laughs> his side airbag exploded. What's the message here? I mean, really, I can't I can't even parse this out when I think about it. If I was sitting in the audience, what's the message? The message is it's okay to hurt another human being as long as you lead them to Jesus afterwards? Or as long as that pain sort of forces them to respect Jesus, I guess. I don't really even know what the fucking message is. Yeah, it's conversion through violence, right? I mean, it is conversion through violence. Like, you will... And then he says, like, I think the message they're trying to take away is that is that there are times when you have to be serious about spreading the good word by punching children until they're <laughs> <laughs> 
it's the good word. It's not. It's not just right. a good word. If some yeah. smart kid tries to tell you it's a good word, you tell him it's the fucking best word, and then you wallop him in the fucking head. Right. It's uh, exactly it. Yeah. And if you're trying to teach a kid about Buddha, you just gotta shake it. Yeah. You gotta. Sh- <laughs> if it's a baby, you gotta shake the shit out of it. I mean, you just gotta shake it and shake it and shake it until it understands that Buddha is the way. I think that's what you have to do. What I've done, Cecil, is I've 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 filled a uh, potato gun full of Bibles. And whenever okay. I see somebody who doesn't appear to be taking the Lord seriously, I shoot them point blank in the face with a Bible at about, you know, 100 feet per second. Oh, that's yeah. nice. And so when they're recovering from the traumatic brain injury, <laughs> then, you know, first of all, they're not as smart. So it renders them less dangerous. And then they know that God loves them. That's how you know. A loving God wants you to be hit in the face very hard. And that'll wake I think that wakes you up. I mean, it wakes you up very briefly before it knocks you out, but it wakes you up. Well, one of your other options is to get, like, those knuckle rings that just say, like, Lord across, and, and, and they just oh, yeah. pound the yeah, shit yeah. out of somebody. Like, yeah, sure. Have you yeah. met the Lord? What? Boom. And then, you know, then they know. They know to take it fucking serious. You could also put a cock ring on him and smack his balls. That's too. another option, but, but that's it, that's sort of that's like the Catholic way. I mean, like that's sort of <laughs> that only works for little kids. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. Wakefield is not just any researcher. His 1998 study on autism and childhood vaccines literally changed the way many parents think about vaccines. The study was based on just 12 children. That's right, 12 children. But many parents desperate for answers around the world embraced Wakefield's claim that he'd found a link between autism and the vaccine for measles, mumps, and rubella. So this story uh, is actually a BuzzFeed news story. A number of measles cases linked to Disneyland rises to 26, health officials say. Um, So Disneyland, it's a a world of wonder. It's a world of joy. It's a world of uh, (laughs) pus-filled uh, pestilence, as it turns out. Um, but, you know, only if you decide not to get your fucking kids vaccinated. 26 cases, yeah. Cecil. Um, yeah. Measles is incredibly, it's airborne, and it is it is the most highly contagious disease. Full it's stop. It's crazy. It's insanely contagious. It's crazy. Exposure, you know, I was reading something like it's it's 90 to 95% of people exposed to measles will get measles. That is an incredible level of virulence that that disease has. And it's fucking airborne. What we should do is come up with some way, huh. some proactive strategy. What could we do, Tom? I don't even know. I mean, like, we just, I think we need somebody smarter than us to figure out some way to be. combat this. Gotta be. They said that the, the age range of the people who were infected, one of them was like eight months. And then they, they worked their way all up to like 21 years old or something like that, I thought it said in the article. I can't find it here now. But it did say um, that some were partially vaccinated and at least two were too young to be vaccinated. Yep. So how shitty would that be that you haven't even had a fucking opportunity to get your fucking MMR or whatever it is that it, it, it is the shot that you would need. But you still get the fucking measles because some jag off takes, you know, doesn't vaccinate his kids or, you know, winds up because it it spreads through there like wildfire. Because if, you know, you have people who don't vaccinate, they're at risk. And then you have the people who show up that have the disease that are from another country. They said that they traced it from somebody else from like another country or something. And you're just like, well, fuck, 
You just, you know, you didn't even do anything. You just, I mean, you were going to follow the rules and get vaccinated and all that. And now you're fucked. Now you got fucking measles. And it's not a fucking harmless disease. It's not, especially for fucking infants, right? I got to tell you, man, I would be fucking mad as hell if my infant got fucking measles because some dipshit decided not to get fucking immunized. I would be so fucking furious if I yeah. had to deal with like, oh, now I have fucking my my infant has the goddamn measles because somebody else's irresponsible bad actions led to that. You know, we've got there there are also there's just people like grown ass fucking people who are immune compromised who can't yeah, get right. fucking vaccines and they got to walk around and live in the world. And this idea that like, well, you know, in the United States we've mostly eradicated these diseases, so we don't need to and I've heard this, you know, we don't need to get these uh, vaccines anymore like the United States is not a goddamn bubble. Like yeah. we live in a global society. And if you want evidence of that, just look at this. Just look at this case. Like you stayed in the US, you didn't leave, but you know what? People fucking come here. And they leave here and go places and come back. It's a fucking global world. It's motherfucking 2015. We've got aeroplanes. Yeah, and and you know you could argue since this was at Disneyland, it was actually it's actually a small world after it's all. It's proof, right? <laughs> Seriously though, that's that's a shitty thing to put an infant through. You might even have to hospitalize your infant. The infant people have died from the measles. It's not like that's unheard of. You can die from the measles. It's an extremely high fever. It's you know, being super sick and having fucking nasty fucking sores and shit. I mean, they're not sores, but you know what I mean? Like fucking bumps and shit all over your body. It's not a fucking pleasant thing to do. It's right. not like, oh, it's fucking Saturday afternoon. What do I want to do? Oh, I want to get the measles today. That sounds like it'd be a good time. That's not like, it's not like eating a fucking ice cream bar. It's not happy go fun time. It's a shitty time. And the parents who say, I want to make sure that my kids just deal with it and they, they'll be stronger if they do it. These are all the same people who like shelter their kids and homeschool their kids right and it's like, fucking crazy people, it's like all it's like such a such a backwards way to look at it like wouldn't you want to protect your child from this don't you want your child to suffer less isn't that an important thing to you but instead it's just ah oh, fuck it we'll just eh, we don't need it we're just we don't need this fucking vaccine and then you go to a place that is a tourist destination for the entire world <laughs> and you get fucking measles and like I got to tell you, like, if there was a vaccine that made my kid never get sick at all for anything, I would get him that, you know, like, regardless of like how like how dangerous or not dangerous you think measles is like who wants to get sick? Being sick always sucks. Even like, yeah, if there was a fucking vaccine there, I didn't get the fucking common cold anymore, which is right. no more than a fucking mild inconvenience for most. I, I'd be like, yeah, I'll take that fucking vaccine because I think being sick sucks. Like right. if you ever say like would you be would you rather be healthy or sick? I'd be like, well, I will always rather be healthy. There's never a time where I'm like, oh man, uh gosh, I really wish I was fucking actually sick. That would be way better. And isn't like the only the people who would say I would like to be sick, they're like people that are like psychi psychiatrically like compromised. Like aren't they Aren't they a little crazy? Isn't that like a phobia or something? Like a hypochondriac right. thing or something? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you, I cannot imagine a world where somebody actually says, man, being sick is way better than being healthy. Like, Sure. If they were normal. Right. Like, if they're, if they're abnormal, maybe they'll say yeah. that. But the, the fucking, then, then I think you already have to agree that they're already sick. Yeah, right? Yeah, it's like, well, <laughs> fucking mission accomplished. So, yeah. But it's also like, I'm reminded, remember a long time ago, we covered that story where people were mailing off the... Uh, yeah, the lollipops. Yeah. 
Yeah. The fucking chicken pox infested lollipops. Because there's this bizarre notion that if you get the disease, quote, naturally, that it's better. Like, but, yeah. but at the end of the day, it's such a misunderstanding of vaccination because at the end of the day, you're left with the same thing, which is antibodies against getting the fucking disease. It's just that yeah. in one scenario, you didn't actually have to get the disease. Yeah, but you could also, like, don't you also, if you get chicken pox, like, naturally, can't you? Aren't you, like, going to get shingles or possibly get shingles Yeah, so you got I mean, like, I, I, you got it. I got it, right? So, like, we're going to yeah. have to get fucking shingles vaccines because if you, there's a possibility of recontracting or whatever. I'm not really 100% no. sure how the yeah. shingles thing works. I'm not. I'm not really that interested. I kind of am looking forward to the shingles. I'm looking forward to shingles. Yeah, that sounds great. That's, I actually hear it's look, super yeah. painful. <laughs> I know. I hear it's like the worst <laughs> shit ever. I don't want that. But you know what? I'll get the goddamn shingles vaccine. This story comes from the Guardian. Uh, Saudi cleric. Issues fatwa on snowmen. (laughs) (laughs) A prominent, prominent Saudi Arabia cleric. uh, Try to be surprised. There's probably no more than two or three hundred thousand of them. um, (laughs) Has issued a religious edict, a religious edict forbidding the building of snowmen. And my first thought was like, you're in Saudi Arabia. (laughs) (laughs) What are the fucking chances that any fucking right. that this is like a local issue you really need to deal right. with. Yeah. This is this is awesome. There's some parts where he says um they posted a photo of a man in formal Arab garb holding the arm of a snow bride and the snow bride is in quotes wearing a bra and lipstick. Uh the reason for the ban itself is uh is sedition. He says uh this person's supporters said that building a snowman is imitating the infidels. It promotes lustiness and eroticism. <laughs> and I'm thinking, you know, they just don't understand what blue balls are. Yeah, maybe I think. they think they're really cold balls. They're just really, really cold balls of snow. No, that's very different, I think. And wait, wait there's lustiness. Like, there's no, sh- like, the snowman shape itself, the three balls, right? Three, la- one large one, one sort of middle one, and one for the head. Like, if that can turn you on man you have a vivid imagination well to be fair i would totally fuck a snowman i just think that's hot dude i mean ne- well no it's never not. mind it's, the it's fact cold, that my dick actually. would fucking freeze and fall off in the process <laughs> right right and can you imagine the chafing like fucking snow right. is all like rough and angry like it would be <laughs> i mean the shittiest experience ever it would also be it would also be the worst snow cone flavor possible <laughs> by the way it would be uh, that, that's not one you get twice. Oh you only order that once. Yeah. yeah you got to eat a lot of pineapple ahead of that to make that. <laughs> I'm not sure or that that would work. Sauce. You got to get hot sauce. Yeah. If you eat the hot sauce, then it's. There you go. Yeah. Um, but they do say wash with cold water. So, I mean, it's the yeah. coldest water. <laughs> it's really the coldest you can get water. Like, that's it, it, it out. That's it. Yeah. Um, I do like that one of the supporters said, may God preserve the scholars for they enjoy sharp vision. And I love this. Recognize matters that even Satan does not think about and you have to wonder like i don't think that was really a supporter like that strikes me as saying like hey look of all the shit of all the fucking evil shit in the world for you to be concerned about right now 
you're like, well, I don't know if it's fucking Islamically acceptable to build snow roughly in the shape of a lumpy human. <laughs> every snowman looks like me. Like every snowman, yeah. I'm like, yeah, that could pass for me. That's why I was saying it's the least attractive thing in right. the world. It, like, yeah, yes, it is basically me. So, yeah. yeah. It's it's very round on the bottom and a little less round on the top. <laughs> Podcasters. They live in squalor, destitute and disenfranchised, eking out an existence as best they can in such desolate places as Chicago. In pairs, but otherwise alone, they suffer from hunger and thirst, barely making it day to day on store-brand chicken wings and weak domestic beer. But now you can help. For just a few dollars a podcast, pennies a day, you can give them the restaurant-style chicken wings and imported beer that they so desperately need. For less than the price of a cup of coffee, you can make a difference in their lives, allowing them the opportunity to rant unfettered as nature intended. Please, go to patreon.com backslash dissonancepod today make a pledge and help these poor innocent creatures lead a life worth living so this story comes from mediaite ultra orthodox jewish newspaper edits female world leaders out of charlie hebdo march so the the march across paris that included 40 world leaders um that was that was to uh for solidarity um, after the the massacre, um, obviously contained uh, world leaders. And world leaders sometimes are women. (laughs) Unless you're Jewish, I guess, in which case they edit them out. Like they fucking photoshopped out the women's. Yeah. When I first saw this picture, I thought, oh, did they just crop it? And they cropped out like this woman on the side and this other woman on the side and they just cropped them out. That's what I thought. I was like, ah, they probably just cropped it. And then I started looking I was like, oh, wait a minute. Like, France and France, Germany's fucking leader, like the prime yeah. minister of Germany or whatever, is right in the front. Uh, and she's completely she's gone, gone, dude. She's just <laughs> not gone. there. Like, she gets fucking completely just removed right out of it. And it's funny because when you look at the two different images, it's like when you used to do those little uh, things when you were a kid where it's like, spot the differences. Yeah, right. And you've got to work your way through. There's a part on the side where there's a woman, a, a shorter woman, who's holding two guys' arms. So there's the two guys' arms. And she's got her little gloves in their arms. And at one point, they show this, this guy uh, standing next to this other guy and they photoshopped his arm away from his front and made it look like he has a tiny little short arm that's <laughs> holding on to the woman. It looks so ridiculous. All of these look so silly. And, like, they completely removed that woman totally from the, the drawing. They completely just cut and moved the whole piece over. 
They didn't even care. They just wantonly went in and just destroyed the whole image to take women out of there. So, like, that you just, what, forget that women exist or that women can be leaders? Yeah, like, I don't even know what this accomplishes. Like, do you you think that now all of a sudden, like, Angela Merkel's not, like, in charge in Germany because you took it off the front page of your newspaper? You know, like it doesn't make any sense. Like it, the, like the chancellor of Germany doesn't change because you decided not to show it. I, right. I it, this is one of those things where you you see it. It's like this is just so fucking odd. It, it, you're, I can understand. I can't even under. I, you know what I mean, though. I can understand that you might have a worldview where you don't think it's appropriate for women to be in positions of power and authority. I think you're fucking goofy for it but i can understand that that worldview exists what i can't understand is trying to like manipulate reality so that it fits your worldview like look around like that's like saying like there's no dogs in the i mean seriously it's just like that it's like saying like there's no it's like if the amish not only didn't use cars but refused to accept that there were cars and what would be really weird is if the Amish used Photoshop. That would be really weird, I think. I'm surprised this thing isn't carved into a stone tablet. Right? I mean, if you've got, like, you've got a Stone Age worldview. Might as so, well. So, like, using 20th century or 21st century technology to, like, try to continue a Bronze Age worldview is fucking weird. It's super fucking weird. And it's, I, I like, does anybody really think it's effective? Or, or is it just that, like, the sight of women is so offensive that it's like it's like editing out, you know, like taking out the fucking bacon ads when you sell, you know, Muslim newspapers? Like, oh, well. I wonder about that. I wonder if, if they wouldn't have sold any if they were to keep those women on the cover. I wonder if they would have said, oh, well, we can't sell this because nobody will buy it. All our, like, weird people who are our customers will just pass it over and say, oh, well, there's a woman on the cover. I can't actually buy it. Yeah. You know, I, I, I don't know. And like, what else is weird about it is like, uh, Mahmoud Abbas is on there, the Palestinian president. And like, I would think that if you're an ultra Orthodox Jew and you're, <laughs> and you've got issues, right, right. you've got issues with a certain world leader, right? maybe, maybe it's time to revise. I just, I'm just saying maybe, Maybe a revision of priorities is in order. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers! I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! So this story comes from Right Wing Watch. Uh, Rick Wiles, gays and secular Jews and Obama Jews. That's right, Obama Jews. Obama Jews? They're actually delicious. (laughs) They're very chewy. Yeah. I, I actually, that's the first thing I thought is like, that's when you go to Jamba Juice and you ask for your Obama Juice. <laughs> yeah, would you like a uh, cherry Obama Juice? Oh, yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty tasty. They'll destroy America, Cecil. I didn't even yeah, read the whole thing. Yeah. God damn me. Right. Rick Wiles, gays, secular Jews, and Obama Jews will destroy America with their evil communist plans to foment a race war. All right, let's just play Rick Wiles. This is Rick Wiles from his crazy Rick Wiles show, the end time show. True news show. Sorry. Um, We're going to play the first clip. Let me ask you this question. Why is it so difficult for most people in America to realize that Barack Obama is a jihadist and that he has formally, officially switched sides in U.S. foreign policy? 
Well, because none of the actions actually match that behavior at all. Yeah. That's why I think it's very hard for people to understand. That is super problematic also, about trying to understand. Also, that. he's still fucking drone striking <laughs> So, And they killed like 50 of them in Syria with airstrikes. So, yeah, I think, I think they're still kind of wholesaling killing people all around the world. Uh, and he's not really a Muslim. The U.S. now officially supports the Muslim terrorists and opposes Israel. It's not that <laughs> difficult to see what's happening. Uh, here in the USA, Barry Satoro, alias Barack Obama. Wait, what? Yeah, I, I was looking that up earlier. So um, I guess as a child in Indonesia, Obama, I'm reading from the wiki, um, Obama was called Barry Sometimes Barry Sotero reflecting his stepfather's surname. So it's just a, it's just a, a name that he went by as a kid. How it's possibly relevant, I cannot possibly. I, I, I don't. What a weird thing to say. <laughs> yeah, why would you like, here you've got a guy with, a, with an unusual name that the name, the sound of the name would almost serve to bolster your crazy right. claim. And you're going to go out of your way to choose a more comfortably Americanized <laughs> name. That'd be like saying, like, you know, Abu Sharif Mohammed, yeah. a.k.a. Bill Smith. <laughs> oh, gosh. Continues to lead his Marxist revolution to overthrow American society and its government. Why would he overthrow the government that he's running? I, he, I was going to say, like, how do you overthrow your own government when you are the government? Right. Oh, what's that doesn't like it's just like it's like turning your blanket yeah. you know what i mean it's like i'm so mad i'm gonna sleep with my blanket upside down like okay that did yeah. nothing like that actually did nothing yeah. at all i don't understand I, it. I i can't I, I don't know how you actually do it i don't know how you overthrow yourself and then still keep the same position <laughs> yeah what where where lies the advantage right. like ha now i'm out of power damn it <laughs> I, like, I don't know. You would think like, he'd try to. It'd be like it'd be like rising to a position of authority in your company just so you could fire. Or you, yourself. just so you could just so you could make the company go out of business. Well, what, yeah, what's the? Right. Pro I don't understand. I just don't get it. Now that I have stock options, yeah. I'm going to tank our <laughs> stock price. <laughs> we have Marxist communists marching in the streets of U.S. cities, chanting, "What do we want? Dead cops now!" And what happens? Cops sitting in their cruiser get shot in the head. Is it any surprise that this is happening? I warned the American people in 2008 that Barack Obama is a dangerous Marxist communist revolutionary who will start race riots and another civil war and set America on fire. He's not only a Marxist, but he's an arsonist, too. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, man. Oh, gosh. So, you know, some presidents just like to watch the world burn. So, President uh, Barack Nero Obama. <laughs> no, it's it's Barack Barry Nero Sotero <laughs> Obama. I think you got to say. <laughs> He's getting away with his radical revolutionary agenda because people can't believe it's actually happening. It's so surreal that people can't bring themselves to admitting that a Marxist communist revolution is actually underway in the United States of America. I, that is just amazing. <laughs> <laughs>
this the reason we can't believe that the Marxist socialist evil revolutionary race war is happening is because you know it's not happening. So that's really like the hard part about trying to wrap your head around it. Like, have we had a few uh, issues of of significant racial tension? Sure, but like, would we blame them on the president if there was some white dude in office? No, like that's not how that would work. Like, so this this is like like this like confirms the worst fears of the racist right wing ideologues, right? That like a black president will lead to a race war, but there's no race war. It's not a race. Like a race war is not like a bunch of people primarily protesting peacefully and chanting and like a, a, a vigorous national dialogue. That is not a race war. If that's a race war, it's like the most tepid fucking race war possible. Well, and I think that just shows how fucking tightly clenched these guys' assholes are when it comes to somebody else, right? When it comes to the other, whatever the other is, these guys just flip the shit. Because if if all these people uh, go out in the street and, and demonstrate, that to them is a race war. They think that's a race war because the status quo is being questioned, because people are being... Uh, people aren't aren't willing to take the abuse that um, that they've received in the past and whether or not, you know, that abuse. I, you know, I've been in a lot of discussions about whether or not that abuse is real. Um, and I think I think that there's a lot of cases of police abuse. You know, you know, you don't want to say that all policemen are bad people, no. but you clearly want to say, like, there are some serious problems that are happening with some police officers and they constantly get covered up because Police officers protect other police officers. So you have some real fucking serious problems when it comes to the police. Um, you know, I respect the police and I think that it's, you know, that they that they do a tough job. Uh, but at the same time, I think that they got to do their job right. And they got to do their job in a way that um, that should be looked at, that should be able to be scrutinized from the outside and not have any questions behind what their actions, what they did. There's there's a lot of times that the police officers do some bad shit and then they then they they kind of look at you and be like, "Well, I do a really hard job." You're like, "Well, fucking so what?" Like just because I do a hard job, like let's say fucking, you know, running a pipeline is a hard job. If I happen to spill a bunch of crude across America, it's still my fucking fault, you know? You can't just throw your hands in the air just cuz your job is tough and say, "Oh, well, I do a hard job, so you should forgive all my fucking transgressions." No, you don't get forgiven your transgressions. In fact, we hold you to a higher standard because you do do a tough job. Well, and not just a tough job, but like it, it's a job where you're given tremendous power, like physical power over the safety and well-being of other people. It, they walk around with fucking guns on their hips, literal guns on their motherfucking hips. So if you're going to have people who are, you know, patrolling your society in an armed way, I mean, you, you have to have oversight. And I think that if nothing else, these conversations that we've had, you know, do lead us back to conversations about how we oversee the police, what responsible police oversight looks like, you know, who should be doing that work, um, how we measure the work that they're doing. Because w what we have now is a system of, well, the police said it's cool. And then we checked with the other police who police the police and they said it was cool. So it must be cool. And that's not really good enough. So we want to thank our latest patrons. We want to thank Adrian, Jack, Wally, Jerry, Rob, Rasmus, 
Brandon, Sean, and Liam. Thank you all so much. Your generous donations go a long way to making sure the podcast happens. Um, we just had a groundswell of support recently, and we just absolutely thrilled that people are donating to the show. Um, we also want to remind people that if you can't, uh, you know, give give any money, we we, we really do appreciate ratings, uh, especially on iTunes. Recently, got a a negative review. We'd like to push that negative review down on iTunes. <laughs> so, if you happen to like the show and you haven't rated us yet, we please we we'd love to get a rating from you on iTunes. Uh, we love to get to read the reviews, and we always get a thrill out of it. So, if you if you like the show and you enjoy the show, uh, we, we encourage you to rate us. If you don't like the show, we have no idea why you listen. Uh, and we encourage you not to rate us. So, And you can also, uh, another useful place to rate us would be on Stitcher as well. Uh, that would be, although it's a pain in the ass to do, I'm not going to lie to you. But if you get around to that, we'd greatly appreciate that as well. Do you th- I think you have to just go to the site. It's a lot easier if you just go to the site. Right. It's not, it's not easy on your phone. I think it's funny, like, uh, uh, I think you have to, you wind up rating the Stitcher app if you try to rate. It's this weird yeah, it's system goofy. that they have set up. But if you go to, I, I know that you can Rate us on Stitcher if you go to the website and you find us on there. We got a message from Paul, and Paul says, I'm a regular listener to Cognitive Distance, so I want to congratulate you on your excellent podcasts. Um, uh, I think he sent the email to the wrong person. Uh, it says, <laughs> I have a suggestion for, your, for an interview. Someone ha- who has a strong interest in parapsychology but considers himself a skeptic. I'd like to hear a debate with knowledgeable proponents, uh, which is often wanting. I often listen to the podcast Skeptico with Alex... Sakaris, I have no idea if I'm pronouncing that right, whatever his name is. Uh, Though I do not share his conclusions, I consider him to be one well-versed in the subject and a capable debater. I see uh, he has recently published a book provocatively titled Why Science is Wrong About Almost Everything. Wow. Well, wow, that's a fucking bold claim. That's a lot of things Uh, to be wrong about. That's really a lot of things to be wrong about. I'm glad they were wrong about how my cell phone works. Right? I'm sure like... Earth rotating or moving around the yeah. sun, like super, super physics, glad they were wrong chemistry, about chemistry, biology, fucking all the the fucking pills I take and things right. that you know ibuprofen Man. and super yeah. wrong anyway, about like stem cell research. That's yeah. not. <laughs> In any case, uh, he says I think an episode where you interview or debate him on questions of parapsychology, pseudoscience would be fascinating. Uh, Paul, that's not our show. We're not a debate show. We just it's not something Tom and I really have all a lot of interest in. Um, this is more of a preaching to the choir show, so it's not something that we 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 really do. I think very we do a lot of justice to. I think we just bit, you know, we we have been on in a couple debates uh, in our podcasting career, and both times, uh, I think that we've just walked away from it a little more aggravated right. than necessary. And we do this for fun. We do this because we want to have fun and talk and joke around. And that doesn't sound like a jokey show. That sounds like I would be mad the whole time. You know. <laughs> The closest I ever came on on one of these shows to was edited out when we were on it. We were guests on a show, and I we got were on into guests it. on on a show. Yeah, yeah and I, I got into it with somebody and had a, a vigorous and slightly aggressive back and forth, and it was just edited out. Like it just ends it was up just not completely being completely gone. Yeah, so yeah, it wasn't funny, and and it was just mean. It turned yeah. out it was just mean. We got a message from Minnesota Gooch, and uh, a couple of things. The first says he says. 
So I got on the bus number three in Minneapolis at one of the stops. A woman stepped onto the bus and uh, instantly thought to myself, oh, I didn't know there was a Star Wars convention That's in town. Awesome. How did I miss that? God, I'm such a terrible nerd. How could I have missed that? And he berated himself and he said, oh, wait, that's a Muslim woman in a super fancy full burqa with some rhinestones on the sleeves, not someone cosplaying a binged out Imperial Guard. That's great. <laughs> oh, that's great. He also says at the bottom that he got off at the wrong exit when he was traveling to Detroit. Oh. He was traveling from Minneapolis to Detroit through Chicago. So it, he wanted to hit the, 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 like the most economically bereft areas of the Midwest. Oh, my I guess. God. That's yeah. The fucking, yeah. Decided that's to good. travel through. And he says that uh, when he got off, uh, he says he got off the expressway because there was just like a big fucking crazy jam up. And he got off in a pretty bad part of Chicago. And he said, within 30 seconds of taking the exit, an undercover cop and a beat up great cruiser pulled up next to me, popped his siren and waved. I rolled down my passenger window and he said, hey there, this is a really bad neighborhood. You look like we have a very nice family there. You should leave the area. And he said, and the guy says, I was unaware you lived in such a rough place. I am so sorry. If I had known earlier, I would have stopped by your houses to collect you and your families and take you to Detroit with me. Uh, yeah, I, I, I get your joke, but really, there are some really fucking dangerous parts of Chicago. Some places sure. in Chicago where you just do not want to be. Uh, and it, it's because the city is deeply segregated. I live in a very nice neighborhood. I live in a you know a wonderful neighborhood that has a very low murder rate. But if you go, I would say, maybe four miles from where I live, there are some really horrible fucking places that... You know, they call it Chirac. I mean, it's fucking it's a it's people die here constantly uh, through gang violence. And it's just a horror. I mean, and it's it's a horrible, horrible place in some places, Chicago. I won't I won't try to defend yeah, it's, that. Uh, it. It is. It, I don't know that Detroit, though, is going to be the solution. Yeah, I think that's the you joke. Know, like, I think that's the joke. When Detroit, though, you know? I know it's just awesome. It's yeah. like when Detroit is the solution to any problem. Yeah, <laughs> you've got a fucked yeah. up problem. Yeah, yeah. Look me up when that happens. Right. Like, I people people from Syria would rather stay in Syria than come to Detroit. So uh, we got a message, um, and this is from David, and he just sent us a picture. Basically, went to a, ho- a hotel this holiday, and he got Tom on his pillow. Disgusting. Giardelli eggnog squares. Oh, oh I, I'm going to throw up in my mouth here. Oh, can you imagine? The no. horror, Cecil. No. Hold on a minute, no. because I'm not sure you fully no. appreciate no. just how awful so, the idea okay. of melt-in-your-mouth eggnog would be. Here's the thing. Eggnog's already a semi-solid. Why make it a full oh. solid? God, you'd have to chew it. You couldn't just you couldn't just chug it down and fucking, you know, oh. think of the queen. You gotta, like, chew this. <laughs> oh, my God. The idea of getting little bits of fucking eggnog shit stuck in your teeth to slowly dissolve. Right. Oh, I think I'd rather just have my fucking body broken on the rack. We got a message from, uh, this is from Craig, who's again listening to us in the past, and he sent us a message about how we were wrong about pronouncing Baphomet, and I'm not going to pronounce it the way you want me to pronounce it. <laughs> I'm pronouncing it this fucking way. Too fucking bad. And he talks about Final Fantasy Eight, and I remember, it's funny because uh, in Final Fantasy Eight. He, he sends a picture, and I never played eight. But in Final Fantasy eight, it looks like a fucking like Anubis or some crazy like 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 Egyptian god. It's like got the head of a fucking goat ram, yeah. and like a like a body of a man. But I thought it was a dragon in Final Fantasy seven. 
I don't remember. I don't remember. I, I have it was no a dragon. idea. I have it's no weird idea. that they decided, like, like midstream, they're just like, we're going to change lore. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. Tom, we got a message from Aaron about uh, about sort of, uh, I guess, just a way to handle being an atheist. Yeah, so uh, Aaron said that um, his situation is, his everybody knows that he's an atheist. And one of those people that knows is his grandmother. And she recently told him, that she wants to sit down and talk with him because God has told her to tell him something and he needs to hear it um, and he doesn't really know why. Um, and he's kind of uncomfortable about having to go through this sit down with, with grandma. Um, and he kind of wants our advice on how to handle this sit down because he doesn't want to have conflict. And, you know, he, he kind of recognizes that this is a situation that's rife for the possibility for conflict. But one of the key points that I think he hits on in this email is that if you are religious really genuinely religious and you believe you have an obligation to tell everyone about the gospel right yep. so yep and i do i am sympathetic to that if 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 i really truly did think that my gosh people will be tortured for all time how can i stop this it would be like seeing it would be like seeing a child dangling from a window of a house fire and right. walking away without trying to help you know so i am really sympathetic to that impulse um, and I and I think if the impulse comes from a place that is that is genuinely a good place where people care about you, that you can have a respectful conversation, you can hear somebody out, you can listen, and I think you can just you know, it's it's like anything you disagree with somebody that you still respect about. You don't argue point by point. You hear them out. You listen. You 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 take it all in. You try to be genuine about it. And then at the end, if you're not convinced. You know, you say, well, I really appreciate your time. I can tell from this conversation that you that you really are that you're really having this conversation with me because you love me and you care about me and you want only the best things for me. And I, I just want to say thank you for loving me enough to have this conversation. And I think that's that's where you end it. You're not changing grandma's mind. You're not going to turn grandma into an atheist. It's, it, and that's fine. It's got, you know, we're not evangelists. That's that's the advantage we have, right? We don't have to evangelize. Um, we're not called because there is no hell. And so if people die and they were Christian, they don't go to atheist hell. It doesn't matter. You know, another thing uh, uh, you may want to try, I mean, it depends on how old grandma is. Maybe you can wait this yeah, out. That's another option. Yeah. <laughs> right? Just stall it. Just stall it. Stall it. No, I, 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 yeah, I think I, I think that you know, if you love your grandma, you're gonna have to, uh, you're just gonna have to, you know, bite the bullet, go in, have the conversation. Um, you know, I, I've been in these conversations. My dad tried to do this to me a couple times. Um, you know, tried to have this sort of conversation with me. Tried to, tried to, tried to convince me. Um, that I used to believe, so now I should believe again, I, which is a really bad argument, it turns out. Uh, but he used to, I mean, it was, he genuinely wanted me to he'd be like, remember when you used to believe? And I'd be like, yep. And he'd say, well, why don't you do that anymore? Because <laughs> he was really upset. He was near the end of his life, and he was, he was upset that he was, you know, there was a possibility in his mind that he'd never see me again. And that really hurt him. Yeah. Uh, and so, and I understood it. I understood where he was coming from, and I thought... You know, I, I feel for you, but I don't think I'm going to see you again when you die, and I don't think you're going to see me either. Uh, you know, I I, I I wish I could have given him that bit of comfort when he died, but I couldn't because I can't lie to him. I wouldn't be able to lie to him about it. Um, and I don't think you should lie either. I think you should be honest, but I also think you should be respectful. And uh, and it's going to be a difficult conversation, but um, but it's it's one you probably have to have if you love your grandma. If you don't love her, then just avoid her.
If you don't love her, just fuck with her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. So we got a we got a, a list of predictions. Uh, this is from Ivan, uh, and he says, <laughs> "I like how he spells his name too. Uh, very pronounceable. Pronounceable, right?" Uh, he says, "This is what he predicts in 2015." I'm just going to read a couple of these. He says, "My utility bills will continue to be due each and every month. I like each and every month." And then he says, two, my dogs will remain dead for the next 365 days." <laughs> oh no! Oh, that's awesome. Uh, there's some funny stuff there. Thank you very much, Ivan, for your 2015 predictions. I, I believe these predictions, Ivan. I, I do. I think you hit the nail on the head with these. Your powers are astounding. So we're producing this episode a little early. Uh, we look forward to uh, coming back next week uh, with another full episode. But we're going to leave you, as always do, with the Skeptic's Creed. Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter, mommy issue, hypno Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician, double bubble, toil and trouble, pseudo quasi alternative, acupunctuating, pressurized, stereogram, pyramidal, free energy, healing, water, downward spiral, brain dead pan, sales pitch, late night info docutainment. Leo Pisces, cancer cures, detox, reflex, foot massage, death and towers, tarot cars, psychic healing, crystal balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, aliens, churches, mosques and synagogues, temples, dragons, giant worms, Atlantis, dolphins, truthers, birthers, witches, wizards, vaccine nuts, shaman healers, evangelists, conspiracy, doublespeak, stigmata, nonsense. Expose your signs. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this. The opinions and views expressed in this show are that of the hosts only. Our poorly formed and expressed notions do not represent those of our wives, employers, friends, families, or of the local dairy council. 